This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPN2 and ESPNU. Listen to us on Sirius XM80. All of the great stations across the country that carry our show, we appreciate you and the ESPN app, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty. I am Evan Cohen. We are Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. And I got to tell you, Smalls, yesterday I walked out of the building with this guy over here. Normally I walk in with him. And when we walk in, you can't see anything. It is in the middle of the night. I walk out with him yesterday. Yeah. Every two seconds, yo, Chris, what's up, man? Kitty. <laughs> and I'm like, this is every two seconds. You know that happened. I didn't it say did anything. Happen. It did happen. There I were a couple of people that shot me out. Couple. There were a couple of people that shouted me out. Every couple of steps. But listen, I won a Super Bowl here. I, w- I was on the team, the last team to win a championship in New York City. That's got to count for something, doesn't it? Of course, yes, clearly okay. it does. So I saw it in action exactly. yesterday. People recognize, and plus, how many six, eight, three hundred and fifty pound men are just walking around the streets? Yeah, you can't hide. Candy. Exactly, you can't hide. <laughs> exactly. So we already know what time it, it is. It was amazing, though, because yeah. it was watching. It you know like, what was not amazing? What? Early this morning, I wake up to go to the bathroom, and it's completely dark, and I stub my toe oh, on the no. bed frame. Ooh. And let me tell you, you don't know pain. Until you stub your toe on the bed in the middle of the night when you're half sleep, waking up to try to go to the bathroom. Excruciating. I'm playing hurt right now. Unlike our producer, Nuno, who's out sick today, I'm actually playing hurt today. So I feel like I deserve a little bit of recognition, a little bit of credit. CC is a gamer. I'm not surprised at all, though. We know that you can battle through injuries. Yeah, but but with Tordal. I, I did, no, nobody had a tour all shot when I got here this morning. This ain't the NFL. Yeah, I can't confirm. We don't have <laughs> Cece, you said, I think it was last week, I think it was last week, you said, I never played a game without Tordal in my system, right? Yes. That's what you said. And That's somebody, correct. somebody reached out to me and they're like, I can't believe that wasn't the biggest story in sports that day <laughs> and that people didn't pounce on that. And I'm like, well, I mean, a lot of the stuff we say is out there. Maybe we didn't put that one out there, but do you need the Tordal today to play through this? Uh, well, I don't have it, so it's... It's not an option. Well, if, small if it, was, if it was an option, then, then by all means, somebody, please. Also, when you stub your toe in the middle of the night like that, then you can't fall back asleep. So you're yeah. dealing with two injuries today, lack yeah. of sleep and the toe. I okay. mean, and I got it good, too. I'm, I'm looking at this thing like, maybe I broke my toe? Was it I the pinky know. toe? No, it was the one in the middle, which Ooh. is weird. Like, it was just like a full-on boom. It was a thud. <laughs> I'm all, Mel's waking up. My wife is like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I'm, I'm screaming bloody murder in the middle of the night. It's just... It, I'm telling you, it's the worst kind of pain you ever want to have. Worst pain, no, stubbing not. your toe in the middle of the Biting night. Biting your tongue, no, paper no, no. cut, or stubbing your toe? Oh, stubbing your toe by far. No, what all, all, all wrong. All Stub- wrong. Back pain is bad. Tooth pain is bad. Stubbing your toe in the middle of the night is a close third. Eyelash in your eye? No. That, that stinks. No, 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 yeah, you're, no. you're all wrong. Yes, it's stepping I, on a Lego. Stepping on a Lego? If you step on a Lego in the middle of the night, that there is no worse pain than stepping on a Lego when you're not expecting a Lego. Well, I don't have kids, and I don't live near my nephews, so I don't know what that life is all about. You've never stepped on a Lego before? No, I have not. Yeah. Sorry, life Pat. of privilege right there. How is that a life what? of privilege? <laughs> Pat also said to me this morning, like two seconds before we come on, he goes, you look like you can expertly balance my checkbook today. So, oh. Thanks. 
That's because I'm because I'm wearing a button-down shirt. Yeah, I you now, usually don't go with the collar shirt. This is a new thing see? for you. Yeah, Thank you. Usually this is a new thing for you. Usually it's hoodie. Well, why do I have to balance a checkbook as a result of this? You look professional. Yeah, you look like you could either be my accountant or you're going to sell me a car. I, I don't know. Either <laughs> one. All right, Spice Balls? It's one of the two. <laughs> I don't know. I thought this was a nice shirt. Yeah, I'm, not saying, it. I'm out on I'm not button saying downs. it's not a nice I'm shirt. Out. No button downs. You look very car salesman-esque. Oh, it's got yeah. amazing yeah. features. Yeah. Right. Just sit in it. Take fully, a test Fully drive. loaded. Fully loaded. <laughs> exactly. All the bells and whistles. That's right. All right. Yeah. We need to get a Luxury. shot of me on TV here, and we could put it out maybe at Unsports ESPN. What do I look like today? You're saying a car dealer or an insurance salesman? No, I said tax accountant. Tax accountant. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So we can get that shot here. Okay, good. We got that, hopefully. There you go. That we got that. All right. Now, so, again... Give Canny credit. He's playing through a stubbed 6'8", 350. Here we go. Recognized on the streets yesterday, playing through a stubbed toe today. Exactly. Injury report questionable. <laughs> well, you're here. Yeah, so. but I'm, but I'm going to play. <laughs> game, it was a game-time decision. Pumped. But Smalls, you know what? I couldn't let my teammates down, so I had to show up for work. Thank you. We appreciate that. That's that. what happened. You yeah. elevate all of us. Yeah. Yeah. We plus, appreciate plus I did my own makeup this morning. So did I. Yeah, there we go. So did there I. Go. Hero, I am also and playing her. Thank you, you for your service. Uh, yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Should have done my makeup <laughs> All right. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, always a big topic of conversation, of course. Micah Parsons, MVP, has become this big conversation now that after a couple of games, everybody was kind of buzzing about it. Then also you have J.J. Watt putting out there that his brother, T.J. Watt, should be in the MVP conversation, um, obviously with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Greeny yesterday on Greeny, 10A to noon Eastern time on these ESPN radio stations across the country, of course, had this to say about Micah Parsons with the MVP. Here is what's wrong with the MVP award. As of this moment, Justin Fields, Bears quarterback, is on the verge of losing his job, of the league giving up on him based on how badly he has played the last two weeks. Micah Parsons is on the verge of being named one of the great defensive players in the history of his sport. He is so dominating every time he sets foot on the field. But because one of them is a quarterback and the other one plays defense, right now, the odds on Justin Fields winning MVP are 60 to 1, and the odds on Micah Parsons winning MVP are 100 to 1. That's Hilarious, And you know what? Greeny finding that funny, I, and I get it, obviously, get up and Greeny, get up at 8 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN. You could find it funny, but it's right. Uh, here's the thing. You could look at this right now and say that Michael Parsons is the best defensive player in the NFL. I don't think that anybody is going to doubt that. But the reality is when you're not a quarterback, you're not as valuable as other positions. So if I personally... Not the player, but the position. I would take 32 starting quarterbacks as having more value over any other player in this sport. They impact winning and losing more than any other player on any other team in the sport. That Micah Parsons is dominant at his his position, but his position is not more valuable than an average quarterback. Desmond Ritter is more valuable to winning and losing with the Atlanta Falcons than Micah Parsons is. That's the reality. If you put Micah Parsons on the Atlanta Falcons, who are 2-0 and somehow, and you took Desmond Ritter, who's an average quarterback right now, and put whoever you deem to be the worst quarterback in the league on that team, they're going to be worse. If it's Justin Fields and Micah Parsons, they will be 1-1 one one at best. De- being average at the QB position is more valuable than being great on the defensive side of the ball. Then why don't we just rename the award the best quarterback in the league? Hello. Because sure. Because that's, that's ridiculous to me to think that Micah Parsons is less valuable than Desmond Ritter or Zach Wilson to his team. Because he's been absolutely unstoppable. He's the most, one of the most disruptive players in the NFL. One of the most disruptive players we've seen in the NFL. A huge reason for the Cowboys' success for the first two weeks is Micah Parsons. And I understand what you're saying because 
is a starting quarterback, a franchise quarterback, is the most valuable commodity in all of sports. But then we should rename the award then. We, Fine. We, because I, I can't in good conscience say that I think that Micah Parsons is less valuable somehow to his team than Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I'm not buying into that either. I'm with you a thousand percent, Smalls. The last time a non-quarterback won MVP was 2012. That was Adrian Peterson. Mm -hmm. But if you look at what the NFL has done over the last decade and a half, they've changed the rules of the game to protect the quarterback because they believe that's what fans want. Quarterbacks are the marquee, and so their importance as the game has evolved has even become more so, which is going to make it next to impossible for a player like Michael Parsons to win MVP. The other thing that makes it tough for Parsons is that we don't have all the metrics to quantify how great Michael Parsons is and his overall impact on his team winning. For all of the advanced analytics, all of the different things that we can point to, I don't think people fully appreciate the gravity of how good this dude is. He's third in sacks, he's third in pressures, and he's tops in pass rush win rate. But the thing that impresses me the most is how he generates opportunities for everybody else. Whether it's guys on the back end being able to take the football away, whether it's other guys up front being able to get sacks. The Dallas Cowboys had 10 sacks as a team. I mean, this, this guy is a one-man wrecking crew, and we haven't seen anybody as dynamic on the defensive side of the ball since Lawrence Taylor. I know Coach Herm Edwards didn't want me to bring it up, but I got to because that's the only person that we have that, that comes close to what Micah Parsons represents on the defensive side of the ball. This is a guy that can play damn near every position. They've lined him up on defensive line. They've lined him up at defensive tackle, edge rusher. Off-the-ball linebacker, safety in some packages, nickel in some packages. The only thing that I don't think I've seen Michael Parsons play is corner. I mean, the guy yeah. literally plays nine of the 11 <laughs> positions on the field. That type of versatility, I, I don't think people quite fully appreciate in terms of how difficult it is to be that good at that many spots on the defensive side of the ball. I don't think anyone would argue anything you're saying. The only thing I would argue is watch him play corner now because he heard you say that. It's like, all right, you want me to line up to play corner? I'll play corner. And he has the capability of doing that. He might. This, he is, might. Not, this is not a referendum on how good that guy is. Yeah. He's elite of elites. There's no question. But he plays a position that is not as valuable. The quarterback position is the most valuable position in all of sports. There is not a singular position in sports that is more valuable than the quarterback. Not the hockey goalie, not the starting pitcher in baseball, the only, and, and certainly not a singular position in basketball. Yeah. So I look at this and I say that your quarterback, the value, and the impact on winning is greater than any other player. If you stink, if your quarterback stinks, you're going to lose. If your quarterback's great, you're going to win. Well, here's what I'll say about that. The, the Dallas Cowboys are going to be led by their defense the entirety of this year. If this team ends up going, you know, 16-1 and or 17-0 and and Micah Parsons breaks the sack record, then okay, yeah, maybe he can make a case that he would win MVP. But he's going to have a hard time trumping the quarterback that throws for 45 or 50 touchdowns. And that's just where the day's game is. That's why quarterbacks are the most popular, most high-selling jerseys around the National Football League fan bases. It's because of the game and how it's geared toward offense. That's the way they set up the rules. Now, the second most important position on a football field is the pass rusher, the guy that can directly impact the quarterback without having anybody else do anything else. So I think that's where Micah Parsons has an outside shot at being able to make some noise in the MVP race, but it's ultimately going to come down to a who's who of the best quarterbacks in any given season. Again, if the Cowboys do something outlandish, 15-2, and 16-1, and 17-0, Micah Parsons is clearly the best player on the field. He flirts with breaking the sack record, or he actually does it. I mean, he gets close to having, you know, breaking Reggie White's 52 sacks through the first three seasons of, of an NFL career. If he does something like that, 
then all of a sudden it's acceptable for a player on the defensive side of the ball to win MVP. I still wouldn't vote for him, as crazy as that sounds. Let's play out your 15-2 and two scenario, right? Because that's more <laughs> realistic than, than projecting 17-0 and in my head, yeah. right? So if we play out your 15-2 and two scenario, part of that means that Dak Prescott has done enough to not lose them games. That's where the quarterback is so valuable. You, ha- you can't get to 15-2 and two if the quarterback— if, you're, if you have they, Zach Wilson— They can get to 15-2 and two doing, what Dak, doing what Dak Prescott has been doing through the first right, two weeks. Right, which is why he's more valuable than Michael Parsons. No. Oh, yes, no, he no, is. No, no, he's no, no, not no, losing no. them games. No, no, he's not losing them games. But I mean, I, I don't. The best player on the team is Michael Parsons. The most impactful player on the team thus far has been Michael but Parsons. But he's not the most valuable. Well, is he, well, well you're talking about Dak Prescott literally t- touching the ball every single exactly play right. he's on the field. Exactly right. But it's not as if he's making a play every single snap he's right. on the field. It's a stacked argument against people like you who play on the defensive side of the ball. It's a stacked argument against the wide receivers and the running backs because the quarterback's value is so insanely high that you can't beat the quarterback. It's it's almost I, I'm I'm acknowledging I'm I'm fighting an unfair fight yeah. because of the fact that that one guy has the ball on every play that he could screw up or impact positively more than anybody else. Michael Parsons could have the best game of his life and the Cowboys lose. Dak Prescott could have the best game of his life. They're going to win. We know that. There's more to this conversation. we got to have it and talk about, would you ever vote for a non-quarterback to win MVP? And I'm saying no. You guys are saying yes. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. By the way, his odds, Michael Parsons, started the regular season at plus 6,000 for the MVP. They are now at plus 3,500. So they have moved up a little bit, but still 11th overall. All right, coming up, we will get your phone calls in and have more conversation about the MVP plus... All these Patriot haters want to have a conversation about whether or not the Patriots have lost the Patriot way. Whatever. It's unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You're removing yourself from audio and music when your job is audio and music. So you're removing Look, sometimes, yourself from this? Sometimes I get told what to play and I just oh, follow what how, I was told. How could you? I'm not going to say any names, but you know I had nothing to do with that production. Okay, so who did? I'm not gonna tell. Ooh. You just told. You just snitched. Yeah, right. I, I didn't say you already did it. Process of elimination. It. it ain't like it's that many people in that control room, dog. That's true. That's true. Nuno ain't there today. Pat? Man, I ain't gonna never commit no crime with Javante, boy. I know he gonna roll on me. Hey, you don't want to hear my uh, opinion on that. You really hate me. 
Well, Pat, um, look out. CC's now uh, CC versus Pat. Now, no, nah, I'm upset with Javante. So you're saying Javante should What said, did I do wrong? Well, I know. Well, listen, listen. I'm not going to do. Listen, this. this is like a few good men. It, it might have been Jack Nicholson who ordered the code red, but somebody ex- somebody else executed it. Javante was the one that executed it. Can he handle the truth? No, he can't handle the I truth. The truth directions. is that he's going to be held accountable too because you played the damn song. <laughs> Just doing my job, Canty. Yeah, all right, man. All right. Uh, so bad guy. Bad guy. Maybe a good guy, but a bad teammate. That was very Belichickian of him. Do, I'm just doing my job. I'm just doing do, my job. Do yeah, job. exactly. Do your job. Oh, wait. We have added it. We oh, have added, added it. it. We've added it Javante, on the TV untrustworthy. There you go. I, I, I love the label. <laughs> I love the label. Untrustworthy. <laughs> that is absolutely perfect for wait, Javante. Michelle and the Rams, why desertion? <laughs> that is so sad. Cece, is this a look in the mirror moment? There's a lot of beeps for you on yeah, that list. And, and just so we know, that list is going to be laminated. That's not something written in pencil. It's, it's typed out and it's laminated. So until I get my lick back, it's going to be a problem. God, you're it. always doing all the non-sports stuff. Can we get back? to sports please i mean yeah, my god what's go. with you I got beef. by the way i, I love, got beef i love that you're you're also beefing with carlin versus joe because of joe's mustache yeah i got a problem with that that's just all <laughs> kinds of weird it's untrustworthy so when joe shaves that does that beef come off because that's based on his survivor yeah, I, yeah I think it does come off once okay. he shaves it okay, it's so ridiculous that he's got to stop wearing maybe? the vest too though and i'm not talking about like the the vest that you're wearing when you go outside i'm talking about the vest like with a three-piece suit yeah, yeah. why okay. do you wear the vest with no sport coat over time it just makes no sense and by the way, that's Carlin versus Joe, uh, noon until 3 Eastern time here on ESPN Radio. Joe yeah. Fortenbaugh is who uh, Carlin has the it, beef It with. is giving, like, saloon owner. Yeah. You know it's what just, I mean? Like, what, what are we doing? What are you trying to do? Like, he walks through wooden double doors every day. Right, exactly. It's like <laughs> you, got the, you, got the tum- you got the tumbleweed b- blushing by the studio yeah, before they, he goes on air. back and forth. Right? <laughs> do people have that in their homes? I feel like they do, right? To get into, like, like if you got, like, a cabin kind of thing, you got to have those double doors. You know what I thought <laughs> was really cool? When my wife made me go see Barbie under protest. Oh, I thought the coolest part of the movie was Ken having a Mojo Dojo Casa House with the saloon doors as the front door. I thought that did. was cool. I was like, of I got to find did. a place in my house to put some damn saloon doors because they awesome. I don't know where I'm going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to get away with it with my wife because she's going to do the interior decoration. But the saloon doors might be a hill I choose to die on. Really? It might be. The yeah. saloon it might doors? Be. You can do that the like going doors, into yeah. a man cave. That's yeah. a great thing going into the man cave. Yeah, exactly. Right? I, you know what I always wanted in, in a house? This What's is so that? pathetic. A so like a fountain soda machine, like to have you know like when you go into like a fast food place and you yeah. can fill up the soda. I always wanted that in my house because you want to do all the different flavors. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> why, not, why not have a ridiculous that? It's unbelievably ridiculous. I thought it you were so going to say stupid. a bar tap because I always thought a bar tap was really cool. Oh, that is yeah, cool. well, having a, a bar drinker, tap. So, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. That's but no, point. that is that's. Amazing. I drink enough for both of us. So okay. It's okay, all right, good. Yeah. So I want to I want to point out something on the Micah Parsons situation and really. Yeah. It's almost un- – not almost. It is unfair we're putting this on Micah Parsons because this is not about him specifically. It's about the nature of the NFL today and that where value is, right? So let's use Javante as an example here. Since you're now beef with Javante, I wasn't going to use him, but now I can, okay? <laughs> let's say Javante is unbelievably amazing at his job, that there's never been anybody with audio production and music running a board in radio better than Javante. He's the best ever. He's still not as valuable as if you have a 50% good show. It's th- th- it's just not as valuable of a position that he's playing as what you're playing, Chris, in this case. And so what I'm saying is, you know, Pat Costello, our producer, says to me in the break, he said that how can the best player on a top five team not be considered MVP? Well, Micah Parsons is the best player at his position. 
His position is not as valuable as another position. That position is quarterback. So if you're the 16th best quarterback, you are more valuable to winning and losing than the best defensive end. But if I can play eight or nine different positions and I can disrupt every single play in one way or another, either by being double teamed and having other guys have one-on-one opportunities or by wrecking the game myself and taking advantage of one-on-one opportunities – why don't I why don't I bring the same value to the table? Why don't I bring the same impact toward winning that a quarterback does? I mean, Dak Prescott hands the football off sometimes. I mean, I think they ran the ball over 25 times in the game against the New York Jets. Those are plays that Dak Prescott didn't do anything. Right. Now, Michael Parsons, he's playing the run and he's rushing the passer. He's taking on double teams and allowing other guys to eat. He's generating pass rush one way or the other. I just think that the ways that we quantify what he does – haven't quite caught up to how we quantify quarterback play. And it's easy to measure a quarterback's impact based on all of the stats because the game is skewed that way. We just don't have the metrics to to, to actually measure Micah Parsons and understand how he changes the game. And that's the part that I think a lot of people miss, and that's why he's probably got such long odds to win MVP. I'm not sitting here saying that Micah Parsons is more valuable to an NFL team than Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying that. But I can say that Micah Parsons could be more valuable to the Dallas Cowboys competing for a title than Dak Prescott because of how dominant that defensive unit is. We're talking about a defense that's led the league in takeaways each of the last two years. What's the common denominator? Micah Parsons. He's had 26 and a half sacks over the last two years. Well, let's just drill in on Sunday versus the Jets, okay? Two sacks, three tackles for loss, four quarterback hits, a forced fumble, and a recovered fumble. Was any person on the field... Jets and Cowboys, more valuable that day than Michael no. Parsons. Yes. No. Yes. Because you guys are looking at it as it, you're looking at the individuals and you're putting names on it. You ha- Like, Michael Parsons' value is only there once Dak Prescott puts his team in a position to win. If Dak Prescott in every possession is throwing an interception, Michael Parsons being great at his job does not matter. It does not matter. We have seen so many players over the course of time be dominant defensive players, and it doesn't matter. What last year? Was Aaron Donald bad at football? Or was Matthew Stafford banged up and the Rams stunk as a result? Like, that's the thing. That Aaron Donald, a couple of years ago, and everybody's like, oh, he wins, you know, they win the Super Bowl. They win the Super Bowl because they upgraded a quarterback. Aaron Donald has been the best defensive player prior to Micah Parsons for the last five to ten years in the league. And his value is only reached when we, it, it can be, and I'm saying this in a good way, exposed because of the quarterback play. Nate in New York joins us on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. What's up, Nate? How you doing, fellas? Um, Evan... I think you're crazy. Um, Thank you. Micah Parsons puts Dak in a position so that he doesn't have to go out and win the game. He doesn't have to do much. I got two examples for you. Mark Sanchez was not the MVP of the Jets in 2010 because he didn't blow the game. And okay, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Stay with us. Stay with us. If Mark Sanchez, when he was the quarterback of the Jets and he went to two AFC championship games in a row, played like Zach Wilson, would they have gotten to the AFC championship game? It's possible. Yeah, he didn't have yes. to, though. He threw 20 interceptions, Evan. The year that they went to the AFC yes. championship game? Come he threw on. 20 interceptions. Let me look that what up. are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to look that up. Please I do. Did, Please do. Take through. your time. Take your time. I don't have that much time. Take your time. We got plenty of time. All I'm simply saying is the Dallas Cowboys ran the ball 44 times against the Jets. 44 times. Now I get it. Dak Prescott had 38 pass attempts. He threw for 255 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers. But I would argue that the turnover, 
differential and the sack differential have been what has won the day the first two games against the New York Giants and the New York Jets through the first two weeks. I, I, it is no question in my mind that the defense is what drives the bus. Dak Prescott is just a passenger on the Cowboys. Now, you don't want that passenger to do something that could be detrimental to the team's success, i.e. turning the ball over, but the reason why this team has been able to survive Dak Prescott turning the ball over uh, the last two seasons, I think it was 35 turnovers in 31 games coming into this season, the reason reason why they've been able to survive that is because the defense has been taking the ball away. And so when this defense continues to play at that level, how can we not look at this team and say that the best player on the team, the best player on the defensive side of the ball is the most impactful? I, I think he is. But I don't think he's the most valuable because I think that value indicates winning. Mark Sanchez had 20 interceptions his rookie season. You are correct <laughs> on that. His second season, he was much better. They were 11 and uh, 5, 17 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and 26 and 18. My point is the quarterback forever is more valuable than any other position. And I think we've seen that. Coming up, yeah, okay, fine. You want to talk about this? Have the Patriots lost the Patriot way? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Did you just throw, you threw up the, X? Up the X? What was you that now? Hey, I see you. I see you. I see you, Yonkers. M- M- Mr. Wow. Car Salesman throwing up the X. I see you. I With this song, you. he might be trying to sell a Ducati. Right. I've been told, it is Unsportsmanlike, by the way, on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Series XM80, ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN app, all of our great stations across the country. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen. Um, for those who are listening and not watching, I'm just simply wearing a blue button-down shirt, to which I've been ridiculed today because I look almost nice. And um, <laughs> the latest is Pat Costello, our producer, says I look like a Goodwill version of Pee Wee Herman. That's not good. Who just died, by the way. That's so, not good. Uh, <laughs> even better. Uh, yes, a car salesman and an insurance it's, person. It's not. And an accountant. You're you're not selling it correctly, Evan. It's not just a blue shirt. It's a patterned blue shirt. What's wrong with this shirt? Now I'm never wearing this again. It's not that there's something wrong with it. Clearly there are. It, it does just look a little car salesman which is fine. It does. Which is fine. It's okay. Is that, yeah, what's wrong with there's, the car salesman? There's salesmen? nothing, nothing wrong with it. Nothing. I'm just saying that's what you're giving right now. Yeah. It's uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't think you guys are complimenting me. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, Garrett Wilson. Is a- <laughs> We're not throwing shade. Yeah, you're just giving it's not like. Good. It's not good nor bad. Yeah. It's just what it is. Just giving like okay. ad, ad tire and um, and wheel protection, you know? That's all. <laughs> you can bottle the save with Geico. <laughs> Progressive, buddy. <laughs> anyway, uh, 
Garrett Wilson, big-time wide receiver for the New York Jets. They're going up against the Patriots this week. We just heard Dolphins Radio Network, then Mike McDaniel after that. Mm-hmm. And there's a history, obviously, with these two teams, but it's not a history that Garrett Wilson is excited about. He went on with Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN New York, where, by the way, you can hear us in New York on 10.50 a.m. each and every day on ESPN New York, uh, 6.00 to 10.00 a.m. Eastern Time, and uh, had this to say about the Patriots rivalry. For me personally, I feel like it's going to fuel me throughout my week, knowing that it's 14 straight because, you know, it's time that things, you know, change around around here. I don't like talking about it too much, but <laughs> that's one of the first steps. You know, 14 straight is unacceptable. You know, that's unacceptable. I'm 0-2 against them. That's unacceptable. I walked into a team that we haven't beat the Patriots, and I feel like that's why they brought me here and, and brought me and Sauce here and, and the guys here to make things like that change. So it's time that we, you know, do what we get paid for. So what's interesting about this, I, w- I want to get big picture and not just make it about the Jets and the Patriots. 14 losses in a row to one team is over the course of seven or eight years, right? Yep. How does that happen mindset-wise? Like, were there teams, CC, that you would go up against and you'd be like, I know historically we stink against them, but historically it has no impact on you. Like, if you weren't, you joined the Giants, and the last five years before that they lost the Eagles every game, you weren't a part of that. It's the laundry that loses, but it has no bearing on the current game. But does that get in your head? Oh, a little bit, but here's where I'll push back on what you're saying. Organizations have different philosophies when it comes to how they want to build their football team. And so the Baltimore Ravens, Ozzie Newsom used to go into every season trying to build his team to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. That was his mentality. Now, what I'll say is that styles make fights. And some organizations are tougher matchups based on the style of play and the personnel that they pursue versus others. And so I I get where Garrett Wilson is coming from in this new group of of Jets players. And they're not numb to the history of it because they're hearing the noise from all of the Jets fans in New York City. It's impossible to escape, especially with all the hype that this team came into the season with. And so I understand they got to say whatever they got to say publicly and privately in order to believe that they can actually get this done. But what I say all the time is confidence comes from demonstrated performance. Until they actually go out there and do it, I'm still going to be skeptical along with the rest of the fan base. And if we're being frank, probably some of them people in that building too. Yeah, they are trying to prove that this is a different era. Even with Aaron Rodgers out of the fold, it's a different era in New York. And how do you really prove that to your fan base? It's by beating the Patriots. It's by beating the team that you've been been unable to beat for so many years. But even though the personnel has changed, Bill Belichick has been the constant. And he obviously knows that the New York Jets have been an organization that have not had a lot of success, had a lot of turmoil over the past couple years, and he's exploited it. It's an excellent point you're making about the styles. I never thought about it that way because I always get frustrated when you hear, hey, that like as a Mets fan, oh, Braves always own the Mets. And I'm like, well, what is what does Dale Murphy beating Daryl Strawberry have anything to do with today? Yeah. And what you're saying now, that's too far of a gap. Yeah, right? I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But you're right in that. Okay, so if I have Mike Vrabel, then I'm looking for Rob Ninkovich, then I'm looking for Kyle Van Noy, then I'm looking for Jawan Bentley and different uh, to, to why. Like, they're all the same stylistically, so we're going – like, it's – I never thought about it this way. So, like, Belichick's terrible against Tua. And the reason that Belichick's terrible against Tua is actually because he was terrible against Mike Shanahan. Yeah. And Mike Shanahan becomes Kyle Shanahan, who becomes McVay and LaFleur exactly. and McDaniel, yeah. who has – so you're right. It's that – because I always got to – I was like, who cares they've lost 14 in a row? But it's the style. It's they're just replacing the same kind of people. Yeah, but so we're clear about the New York Jets. It's not – what I'll say is this, Garrett Wilson coming out here and putting it on wax, I respect it, but let's be clear about one thing. 
it's not the offense that's going to do it for the Jets. If they're going to end this streak, it's going to have to be the Jets' defense outplaying the Patriots' defense. And right now, when it comes to matching up against other elite defenses, the Jets ain't off to a great start. And in a great down in Dallas, you let the Cowboys run the ball 44 times and you let them control the ball for over 42 minutes. That ain't Jets' defense. Yeah. They have to find a way to take away the football. The turnover margin was 4 nothing this past Sunday. You put Zach Wilson in a bad spot in that fourth quarter by not being able to be more disruptive against that Cowboys offense. And it's not for lack of opportunities. They had an opportunity on that C.D. Lamb catch and run at the end of the first quarter where he ends up fumbling, and then Tyler Biotis, their center for the Cowboys, jumps on it. That's a ball that you got to recover. Sauce Gardner at the end of the second quarter on that out route to C.D. Lamb. Dog, you jumped it. You got to pick it. You got both hands on the football. You got to be going the other way. If you do that six, you turn a 10-7 ball game into a 14-10 ball game with your team going into halftime with the lead. Instead, it ends up being 18-7. Very different dynamic, very different complexion. You got a double-digit deficit against that Cowboys defense with a backup quarterback. It ain't going to go well for your offense. So to me, there's a ton of pressure on the Jets defense going into this game against the Patriots just because they have another elite defense. And it's going to be like that week in, week out for the foreseeable for New York because they have less margin for error now that Zach Wilson's their quarterback instead of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and the Patriots through two weeks, don't they feel due? I hope so. (laughs) They've been playing well. It hasn't translated. They're playing the Jets. I just feel like what we've seen out of the Patriots has been better than expected, and they feel due. And if the Jets can't capitalize on mistakes or stop making their own mistakes, I think the Patriots could easily beat them. This is a ridiculous statement, but I don't even know that anyone's going to argue with this. The loser of this game, their season's over. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Why why is that? Why is that? That's not a surprise, though. It's just because it's three weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's listen. If you, you go zero and three, you're you're not going to make the playoffs. And the Jets would be one and two, but we like it's almost like we don't even yeah, acknowledge the first we game. We don't even count that. But yeah, but the, yeah, exactly. But if the Patriots lose, I mean, not only are they not going to the playoffs, but we're probably talking about Bill Belichick stepping away. Like that. That's the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the stakes of this game. Like yeah. the the loser of this game, we're probably talking about at the end of the season that organization having a coaching change. That's where we're at. I'm going to choose to that, pretend that's I didn't where we're at. That. He, he can ignore it. He, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to buy. That's where we're at. Mm. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Coming up. Get over person. yourself. Get over your team. Like, it's time. It's not me. It's Belichick. It's I can't but get it, over. But it's time. It's time. Get over. No. No. Get over. It's time. One person. Well, more than one person thinks the Bears stink. Do we respect it or check it? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Yes, it is time now for a little round of respect it or check it. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. We're going to give you a soundbite. We respect it or check it. Let's start with Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee show noon until 3 Eastern time on ESPN2, ESPN Plus, and ESPN's YouTube channel had this to say about the Chicago Bears. 
the Chicago Bears, I mean, <laughs> oh, they're bad, bad. They're so bad at football. There was people it's talking about, one. you know, them trading Justin Fields, you know, and keeping the number one overall pick and drafting a new quarterback. Yep. And, you know, we were even a part of the team that were like, the only good part of the Chicago Bears last year was when Justin Fields would run for his life and he'd be running all over the field. So we don't believe that you should move on from Justin Fields. You should keep him and draft or trade your draft pick. So they trade out of there. They keep Justin Fields. Now they won't run him. Nope. They never run. No. Sticks it throwing. And uh, defense said Baker Mayfield chop him up yesterday. I mean, it is yeah. hard times up there in Chicago. I don't know if you're going to hold yourselves to one win this year. I mean, the Bears no. might have got worse. Smalls, respect it or check it? I respect it. Is anyone going to check this? The Chicago Bears have been in a disaster through two weeks. We talked about Justin Fields potentially being in the MVP conversation. We talked about the Bears going from worst to first in that division. And after two weeks... It's a disaster in Chicago. You got to respect what Pat McAfee just said. Yeah, I'm going to respect it too. I mean, look, the Bears have been a dumpster fire. They've taken what? Four quarterbacks in the first round since 2000? I mean, Cave McNown, you got the worlds of, you got Rex Grossman, Justin Fields, Mitch Trubisky. They haven't been able to develop any of them. Oh, that's a rough. That's a bad list. You grouped them together, it's even worse. Well, I mean, it sounds awful, right? And and that's my point. But is it the player or the environment? We got to recognize that it's a pattern, and that's my biggest issue. It's as much an organizational failure as it is an indictment on the player's and, and and how good they are. So I just think that we've got to respect it. The Chicago Bears got to change how they do business in terms of being able to find a quarterback. Life is weird on so many levels. It's like sometimes the better you get at things, the less you do of it. What Pat said is Justin Fields got so good at running the football and they realized, hey, he's really good. Let's now not get him injured so he's not going to run the football. But if that's what he's best at, that's what you have to do with him. All right, Mel Kuyper, ESPN draft analyst. You got Darian Mel. Unbelievable show. It's been on forever on the weekends here on ESPN Radio. So good. Saturday, 7A to 10A Eastern time. Wasn't as good this week. Pat was producing, so I thought it took a hit when Pat was in there this Got week. You, yeah, I know I you saw, were saying yeah, the same thing. You texted yeah, me yeah, on Saturday yeah, morning yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here is Mel Kuyper on Shador Sanders and whether or not he could be a top five pick, the Colorado quarterback. Shador Sanders, I have him right now as the fifth best overall draft eligible player for the 2024 draft. And that's not hype. It's not putting him up there because I'm caught in the moment. He is a heck of a quarterback. But I think when you look at the quarterbacks, this is a loaded group. But which was Shador, the catchable ball. Roll right, roll left, accurate strikes, seeing the field, being able to use his legs for an 8- to 10-yard run to keep the chains moving or get it in the end zone. The competitiveness. He's got that. He looks, he's unflappable when he's there. You don't know if, what, what's going on because he just he stays the same. He was, even when Dion walked in for that first meeting, Shador was there. He's not, he's not one of those guys that's super excitable, but he plays with a chip. And he's really cool out there. He's really, really cool. cool. Really cool. cool. <laughs> we should have clipped it after that and not put the out there. Just like in general, he's really cool. He is really, really cool. cool. Like Mel Kuyper's hair. Really yeah. cool. Really, really cool. cool. Really cool. Uh, Smalls, respect it or check it. Shador Sanders, top five pick in the draft. Respected 100%. Through three weeks, 78.7% completion on his passes. And to what Mel Kuyper said, he just has that composure. It doesn't feel like the moment is too big for him. You know who he reminds me of uh, energy-wise a little bit is Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. where he doesn't panic. You, you just feel confident in him when he gets the ball. He was able to come back and allow Colorado to win that rivalry game and stay undefeated. I absolutely think Shador Sanders' profile is only going to continue to rise as he continues to have success this season. And with what you were saying earlier, Evan, and with the value of the quarterback, not surprised at all if he goes top five. Yeah, I'm going to check this one. I think he's a top ten pick, not a top five pick. I don't think he's more talented than Caleb Williams or Drake May. And then you got some other position players that are going to be drafted high. Marvin Harrison Jr., who clocked in at 22 miles 
miles per hour on the field in the game this season, which was faster than Tyreek Hill recorded last year. Then you got Olu Fashanu, the offensive tackle from Penn State, and Jared Verse, the edge rusher from Florida State. I think all of those guys will go off the board before Shador Sanders. And Dion and, and his family, they with his two sons, are saying, oh, no, they're not going to the NFL this year. It's going to be hard to pass If you're a top NFL, 10 pick, you, you got to go. go. You yeah. got to go. Yeah. You got to go. Absolutely. All right, respect it or check it. Brian Dayball, head coach of the New York Giants, is not ruling out a quick healer in Saquon Barkley. Not just yet. Okay, I mean, safe to say be out on Thursday night. I'm not saying that he's out yet. He's a quick healer. I'm not saying he's in, he's out. We're going to take it all the way up with him to Thursday, but he feels a lot better today. I just talked to him. We'll see where we're at. All right, Smalls, respect it or check it that Saquon Barkley could play tomorrow night after that ankle injury on Sunday against the 49ers. I'm checking this. If if you're Saquon, why would you want to risk further injury for a team that isn't in a great spot? I'm going to check this. I know that Brian Dayball wants to keep the mystery out there of whether Saquon will be available or not, but I don't think we'll see him. Yeah, I'm going to check it. He couldn't walk off the field <laughs> when he got hurt on Sunday. He's not going to be an effective running back on Thursday. It's just not going to happen. Now, he might have avoided a major injury and being out for a huge portion of the season, but he ain't playing on Thursday night. Stop the cap, Brian Dable. It ain't happening. Wow. Cool word. Using cap. He's really cool. <laughs> yeah, very nicely done. He's really very, cool. Very, very nicely done, man. <laughs> yeah. Very All nicely right, done. Uh, last one, respected to check it. Tyreek Hill said this about the Pats fans. It felt tremendous, man. Um, those those fans are, you know, some of the worst fans in the in, in the NFL, and, I, and I'm gonna stand on that, man, because they're they are real nasty, and some of the things that they were saying wasn't, you know, I wouldn't say in church. So um, yeah, it felt great to uh, wave goodbye to the fans, and I'll do it again. Bye. Okay. Um- I got distracted. I'm not gonna lie. On the TV side, on two and you, they showed fans with lobsters. Yeah. How could they be bad fans if they bring lobster to the game? Well, there was a lot going on in their game on Sunday, right. and we don't well. need to report that. So I, I got to respect Tyreek Hill's uh, take. And this ain't the first time that we've heard about fans in the Boston area getting out of pocket at ball games. I mean, Mookie Betts had a lot to say yeah. about it. David Price, former Red Sox pitcher, had a lot to say about it. Jalen Brown has been very vocal about it. So why should we not take Tyreek Hill's take on the Boston uh, fans, the Patriots fans at face value. I'm going to respect it. In my experience with Boston fans, the Cardinals playing the Red Sox in the World Series, the Blues playing the Bruins in the Stanley Cup Final, they are vicious. Boston fans are vicious. So I'm going to respect what Tyreek Hill is putting out there. Uh, Cece, was there another fan base in addition to Boston? Eagles. Okay, oh. I didn't even get the question. Yeah, Philadelphia sports fans, yeah. All right, give me a non-obvious Pat, one. Pat, Pat's people. Yeah. Pat's people. Pat, Pat Wait, people. as a Patriots fan, you know what, what I'm you, happy what you, you stubbed your toe. No, I <laughs> <laughs> That beef is percolating here. Well, Kenny got beef with everybody. He's got beef with Pat. Got beef with Javante. Bring it on. Bring it on. Let's go. Eagles yeah, fans, mean, Pats fans. Let's go. Here's the thing, Smalls. There's too many people that are Boston people that say what <laughs> Tyreek Hill said. Right? Because CeCe just brought up all the players that actually played there. Now, Jalen Brown, you pay me $300 million, all of a sudden you're dealing with the fans, I guess. He did re-sign. He extended his contract. So it's yeah, not just that because bad. they could give him more money than anybody else. Correct. But we'll see whether or not he wants to stay there a year right. from now when they can trade the contract. Yeah, and I think that I think that Jalen Brown is one of the good guys around the NBA. He's oh, he's great. Of, he's he's got a guy. lot of good things for yeah. a lot of people. All right, yeah. coming up, we have a big debate going on. It's somehow it's spun to Michael Parsons versus Dak Prescott. It's really not specific to that. Can there be a player on a football field that is more valuable than a quarterback if he doesn't actually play quarterback? 888-SAY-ESPN is your telephone number to jump in on that. We will get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. 
for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.